Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Politics 101, Chapter 2, Meeting Prep, Who Wants What? Here we go. It's a sad state of affairs, but most folks don't do any preparation for meetings they go to unless they're presenting right. something, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, and it's a huge mistake. Per- yeah. Particularly when you're meeting with folks who are more senior or folks who are outside of the team. Right, exactly. Or, you know, yeah. in either case, you're going to be far more effective if you know who wants what and who likes whom in that yeah, meeting. Yeah, now we're not even talking about who likes whom in this cast, but who wants what is a huge thing that every executive knows. They prepare for every meeting by thinking about the various factions, the various interests, and so on. And it's not reserved only for executives. You can do it if you're a manager, if you're an individual contributor. Uh, The simple fact of the matter is that you need to be prepared for meetings. And who wants what on each agenda item at each meeting, actually knowing that in advance or thinking about it in advance, will make you more effective in a meeting. Yeah, and most executives have been doing it so long, they just do it subconsciously. They just don't even even think about it, just a natural way to think about it. But if you're a new professional or a new manager, you're probably not to the point yet where you're thinking thinking that way. So here's some suggestions to help you. And and I love the fact that we're calling these cast politics because what I'm hoping people will do is listen to our recommendations and say, well, that doesn't sound like politics. It's not backstabbing. It's not selfish. And then hopefully people will learn politics isn't backstabbing. It isn't selfish. It isn't self-aggrandizement. It is the interplay between people that exists in all organizations and being smart about the interplay between people. And I got to tell you, the, the biggest danger here is for those of you who are high C's or have some uh, C uh, um, in your disc profile, you think that the best answer ought to be the most correct one. And dudes, the best answer doesn't matter. It's the answer that wins the argument that matters. Yeah. And people are the ones that make the argument. Yeah. So Yeah, and it's not all those things you mentioned, but it is one thing. It's real. It's real. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you play the game or, or yeah. get out of the game. But Yeah, and I, I would actually say differently. People are saying, oh, yeah, you want me to play the game. No, I, it's not a game. This is how organizations have functioned since the beginning of time. It's not like your big company is political, but small companies aren't. Small companies are political, too, in the definition, meaning the definition of political being interacting between people and sometimes you give a little and sometimes you take a little and that's the way it works. So five recommendations. First of all, guys, you need to know who's coming to the meeting. Number two, you need to know what's on the agenda. Even if there's not an agenda, somebody knows in their head what the agenda is. And then then the simple core of this cast is for each agenda item, ask of the people who's coming or who are coming, who wants what from each item on the agenda. Now, the thing that I think really makes this cast helpful, this guidance helpful, is um, we recommend that you pay attention to whether you're right or not. As you start thinking about who's coming to the meeting and who's going to want what, ask yourself whether or not your prediction came true. And if it didn't come true, you need to go back to the drawing board a little bit on that person with the idea that you want your predictions to become more and more effective and accurate over time. And then, look, the last thing we're going to tell you, which is more of a systemic approach to this problem, is if you had built relationships with everyone who would come come to the meeting, you wouldn't have to guess or surmise. Mm -hmm. You would know because you knew them and you could actually talk to them in advance of the meeting. There you go. There you go. All right. So so the first one, know who's coming to the meeting, that seems like it's pretty easy, right? It is. But but a lot of people don't do it. It is, right? And look, if you don't know who's coming to the meeting, just ask the person who's running the meeting. Now, look, I know some of you will say, dude, I have too many meetings. I can't keep track. And I say, okay, fair enough. Although that just generally means that you're in too many meetings. You got to start saying no. But, but okay, 
In my mind, that's a bit of a dodge because what you're doing is throwing back in this recommendations face the idea that you have 12 or 15 or 25 meetings in a week. But look, you're glumping, you're clumping all the meetings together when in fact that's, that's not an accurate, that's not a fair way to defend yourself against having to think about every one of your meetings. Right. Well, because the vast, the vast majority of meetings, they're, they're staff meetings, they're standing groups, right? It's, right. it's a staff meeting, your boss's staff meeting, project meeting, you know, with, with, you know, for project status reviews, those yeah. kind of things. They Standing, have the same yeah. set of people involved yeah. every single time. Really, the number of meetings that actually require us to think more than a second or two are quite few. And look, maybe in the beginning, you don't know this at all. You need to work a little bit harder on all of your meetings. But very quickly, you realize that there are only 30% of your meetings that require special attention to who wants what. Look, if it's a standing meeting, just use who's normally there. You don't have to go ask the, the guy who runs the meeting. If it's not a standing meeting, guys, check the email distribution list. People say to me all the time, I don't know who's coming to the meeting. Well, who is on the distro? Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. check that part. Or, or later. Uh, just... really? And i got to tell you something. The number of people who get an email and they think it's only to them and they don't check the distro for who else it's going to, Dudes, really? Are you going to let good information sit there on your computer? And Oh, I wouldn't want to look at something that will help me be more effective. That would take too long of my time. Um, Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like, and if, and if, if you don't have an email distribution list, which is hard to believe, but if you didn't, then you just call the person up who's running the meeting and ask him or her who's coming to the meeting. <laughs> yeah. And I would even say, now, now, now here's what's interesting. There are people right now who are listening. They said, oh, I, I wouldn't call the person. That rang me. Right? Oh, now, yeah. you and I, like, I don't care, but... So the way I say it is ping the person. In some cases, that's a text message, if you think you can. In other cases, it's an email. Look, if you don't know the person who's running the meeting and you don't think you can call them, okay, fine. We would disagree. I disagree. We would that. argue you pick up the phone and call them. But fine. And frankly, if they're a high C, they probably want to email it from you anyway. Send an email and ask the tricky question, which is, hey, who's coming to the 230 process review whiteboard session? Right? I mean, that's all you have to do. That's and they'll right. say, standard group. And maybe I'll have to make some judgment calls about that. But then, if you don't get an answer in the first time you ask that question, and he says, oh, it's the standard people. Okay, thanks. The next time, when you're in that meeting, pay attention to who's around the table. There you Those go. are the standing people. Those are the normal people. Right. And now you know who to predict next week. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you won't get an answer, and you just, you just deal with it. Yeah. And look, you're not entitled to know this, necessarily, because so many people who run meetings don't do a good job of running meetings in efficient and effective ways. Um, and like we said before, most of us go to meetings regularly and pay no attention to it. And it, it seems not to get us in trouble. So, okay, fine. <laughs> but from now on, if you've listened today, you're now sensitized to who is at the meetings you attend. And because of that, you're going to start becoming more aware of what they want and when they want it. Do you think about keeping a list? Yeah, okay. So I get this question all the time. And people say, oh, I started a spreadsheet of all my feedbacks. Look, if, that, if that's what floats your boat, great. That's fine. If you like spreadsheets, go for it. In my opinion, complete overkill. But if it makes you happy, fine. If you're creating a spreadsheet for every one of your meetings and all the people who attend and pivot tables for what the agenda item is. So oh, don't fine. Say no, 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 look, mm. it's fine if you want to do that. Just don't come crying to me about how you don't have time to get your actual work done that they pay you for. Because they're not paying you to create pivot tables about the meetings you attend right. and the people who are there and what they want and so on. I, I think a one-page sheet, heck, you could cross, you could take a, a, an agenda 
a, a rough agenda of what's coming to the meeting and put that in the top half of the page and the bottom half of the page, put all the the attendees and just map them to each of the things and ask yourself, what do I think they're going to do? Or you could just go through it mentally and you'd be ahead of 90% of the people attending exactly. the meeting. So. Yeah. Okay, so our second point about, you know, know what's on the agenda. Now, do you think this is a hard part? It seems like it's pretty straightforward. No, it's harder than it's harder than knowing who's coming because usually who's coming is on an email or something like that. Or you can Isn't get, the agenda almost uh, always on an email? Oh, yeah, sure it is because people have agendas <laughs> in their meetings, right? Yeah. Look, a few meetings have agendas. The mo- Most of them don't. And those that don't, they're a bit like a black hole in terms of knowing what's on the agenda. But look, if you don't have an agenda, guys, you can send a mail or you can call and ask directly, what's the agenda for the 330 revenue projection planning meeting, right? Yeah. Look at, and even if you don't get an agenda, like a lot of meetings, there's a single item that is the big kahuna, right? right. It's the 800-pound gorilla. Well, okay. You know what that so this, is. This is interesting, right? This is interesting. If you know that to be true, and I would say probably 70% of the people listening to this, 70% of the time know what the issue is. Let's not call it an agenda item because in order for it to be an agenda item, there has to be an agenda, right? Right. They know what the issue is, okay? So look, if you're asking someone who's run plenty of meetings but is never giving you an agenda for those meetings, after you get done judging them, right, and (laughs) dismissing them as an effective manager, fine, don't ask them for an agenda. Because when you ask for an agenda, it can sound a little nebbishy to say, I want an agenda. Because the guy who doesn't send out agendas probably thinks that agendas are crap. And he probably would think Mark and Mike are crap. So you ask him, what's the plan for the meeting? What's the goal right. of the meeting? What's the key topic for this meeting? If you ask for an agenda, you won't get an answer from that guy. Right. On the other hand, you ask, what are we going to be talking about? Or what's the key topic? Or what's the main message? You're going to get, hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And that's good. It's good enough for the. And frankly, if you ask for an agenda from a guy who's not going to deliver to you, you're, you're going to seem like you're preaching to him. You're going to yeah. seem like you're yeah, criticizing why, why his don't ability you, why to Why don't you have an agenda? Yeah. yeah, minus yeah. one for you. Yeah, exactly. And that'll help. That'll really help you well in a project. The whole relationship thing. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, you're so much smarter than them now. They're going to be very impressed by you. They're going to want your help. They're going to regularly They're call you and ask you for say, help. Would you like to be my co-project manager? You're so smart. You know that agendas are necessary. <laughs> would you coach yeah. me? Making friends, are we? <laughs> would you coach me, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll pay you out of my own pocket to coach me. Okay. Now here's now here's 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 the key part. Yeah. For each agenda item, ask who wants what from each of those items. Now, it's, it sounds kind of complex, but it's, it's, it's not no, it's really, not. right? it's not complex. You look at the agenda item, and you look at the people that are in the meeting, and probably you can eliminate one or two people, including yourself, because you know what you want. And you can probably <laughs> you, eliminate... You would hope. <laughs> one would think. And, and then you can probably eliminate the guy or gal who's running the meeting. But then you've got, let's say, five or six. Now, look, if there are 20 people, okay, it's a little bit harder. There are five or six people. You just match up each person with each agenda item, and you say... Okay, what do I think about what they're going to do, what they want? The fact is, if there is an agenda, if there's five agenda items in an hour, most of those agenda items are anodyne. And guys, don't look it up. But what that means is fairly benign, not important, fairly straightforward, housekeeping, whatever. There are only probably one or two or three agenda items that are in play, that are at issue, that are potentially conflict potentialities. And so those are the ones you want to focus your attention on. Um, If you're trying to spend a couple of minutes deciding what everybody feels about the welcome and purpose of an agenda, you're probably wasting your time. So 
lacking all that, right? You, you start with a key agenda item, the most important one, and ask yourself for a, for a typical, for the, for the agenda you're focusing, the, for the attendee you're focusing on saying, what do I think this attendee will do or say around this agenda item? It may be that you expect them to push back on deadlines. Maybe they'll disagree on the process going forward. Maybe they recommend speeding up of something. They suggest something new. Maybe you think they're going to, they're just somebody or a department that avoids conflict no matter what. Maybe they suggest eliminating something. Maybe you think that they're going to defend their turf. Maybe they're going to be snarky. Whatever. If they're a QA person whom you know has a particularly tendentious viewpoint, like we need five years to QA this. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, we also need a billion dollars. But when we get done, it'll be perfect. It'll also be outmoded, by the way. Um, no offense if you're a QA person. I'm just kidding. Um, you might say, if you're thinking about a QA person, that they're going to moan about the shortening of the test time on the project plan. And since I mentioned QA people, folks, if you think in any project ever between now and the end of time when the galaxies all implode into a singularity, that... The amount of time on the original project plan for QA will, in fact, not be reduced. You are the poster child for smoking crack. QA gets hammered. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sitting across. I'm sitting two feet. You're, from killing, my, me. you're right? killing me. Killing me, small. Kill me. Killing me. Right? Uh, killing me, homie. Uh, you can't. You <laughs> Dudes, that's the way the world works. It's sad, but it's true. Um so a marketing associate is another example. My I have friends who are QA folks. I wish you uh, wouldn't dude, some of my best friends are QA people. They <laughs> yeah, are. <laughs> I, they are. And I love QA. And okay, but okay, now okay, you're kidding me. I am. Which project that you have ever overseen that involves software development for code that was going to be operationally necessary did the QA time that was in the original project plan stay at the same length of time or grow? Hold on, hold on, hold on. None. <laughs> none. Okay. So you took a moment just to be sure in these, none. I'm sorry, let me double check. No. Uh, wait, wait, let me go back a little bit more. No, I'm sorry. I don't have one. Because if development slips, QA. Yeah, it's slip. development. That's exactly. It's, you know what? That's the answer. QA is good, but development, boy, they yeah, stink. Yeah. I hope people send me emails about this. But, but look, on the other side of the coin, a marketing associate in the meeting might recommend, hey, let's not worry about the budget. Let's just get started on the creative stuff right away. And you ought to be able to get, have some sense of that. And guys, We've been doing this for years, and we have a, a couple of suggestions for you. What you'll likely end up realizing is that you're analyzing or, in fact, guessing. And, guys, there's nothing wrong with guessing early on in the process of learning or, or growing your political skill base. Um, and this is a classic political skill, who wants what. Um, and there are, there are three factors that come up over and over and over again when you're analyzing people in meetings. The first one is their own behavior patterns. For people you know, your history with them is going to help you predict how they might behave in a meeting. The second thing is their role. In other words, if they're representing a group or a team, that team probably has a point of view. And, and different teams would have different points of view, yeah. but... A QA team will likely tend to have the same point of view 80% of the time in it's 20 boss, different organizations, yeah. right? Um, now, this may take the form of if they're a, a, a delegate and the boss is not there, the actual person's not there if they're a delegate, you know, you know their boss and you know their boss is going to say do X, do Y, do Z, and that person has to faithfully represent that at the meeting. 
And the third thing to look for after behavior patterns enroll is relationships. Sometimes an interest in pleasing somebody or taking a stance opposite somebody they don't like drives communications, behaviors, decisions, actions in meetings. So those three things, behavior patterns, their role, and their relationships. Um, If you're looking for places to start in terms of your guessing or your analyzing, those are the places to start. Now, you're not always going to get this right, right? I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, you know, executives get it right a lot. They've been doing it Because they've been doing it a long time. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I need to do it as good as an executive does today. No, you need to start developing this, I want to say mental muscle, but you need to start developing a pattern of behavior or thinking about these kinds of things when you're an individual contributor or a manager, so that when you get to be a more senior manager and executive, when politics play even more of a role, and guys, again, I'm going to quote you for the billionth time, when you look up at the top of your organization, what you call politics, those people at the top call collaboration. Politics is not a dirty word. We use that word to help focus you on the fact that this is what politics is. It is not what you say it is, which is something bad, because I know lots of technical people who say, well, I want to go to a non-political organization. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah. In fact, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, dudes, good luck with that. And by the way, go smoke some crack. Because if you smoke some crack, you'll much more likely find an organization that's not political. You'll be wrong, but you'll be so whacked out yeah, on crack. It'll be in your head. You'll be in your head. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Folks, so the way you get better at something is you do something. You take some action. Yeah. You pay attention to the results you get. Yeah. And you make some adjustments based upon... Why not start this now when you're a relatively insignificant or less significant contributor to a meeting? Start it in your staff meetings. Start paying attention to your peers. If you're a low-level individual contributor or you're just a manager with a, a director as a boss, start paying attention to people's tendencies based on their behavior, based on their role, based on their relationships in the meetings you go to, and you'll start to develop the skill. This and my, so you're going to be wrong. Yeah, this is, my, this is my favorite part of the guidance here because this is how you get good at it. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's like everything else. If you've not done it before, the way you get good at it is to do it. Now, people say, well, I wouldn't want to do it until I can be really good at it. Huh. Then well, you'll again, never do it. <laughs> good luck with that, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like the high C, ready, aim, 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 aim. Not that I've ever D, done that. Then the D re- reaches over the, the, the cubicle wall, takes the gun, kills the D, kills the C, fire, and then has the gun for himself. And again, I'm probably going to get an email about the, the weapon analogy. And I, you know, yes. Feel free. Don't send me email about weapon analogies, guys, because I'm not going to read them. Um, <laughs> and, and look. Some of you are listening to this and going, ooh, I want to be able to defend against this guy or that guy, or it's sort of a skirmish mentality. I want to be able to, I want to come up with defenses against people's points of view. There's nothing wrong, and in fact, I do this a lot. I believe it's one of my core skills uh, in terms of helping uh, executives and managers, thinking about what the likely next statement is in a conversation based on the patterns of behavior that someone's mm. engaged in before. And then be able to have a response to that in advance. But I don't, we don't want to leave with the impression that everything is a skirmish, everything is a conflict at all. If in fact you identify some people who ought to be aligned with you based on their various histories or their role or their relationships or whatever, you can say, okay, how can I build a consortium, a coalition of people who agree with me, right? If you think somebody's on your side on something, you can combine chapter one of this series on 
politics, which is count your votes, know which way people are going to vote on things, and a pre-wire, which is one of our Hall of Fame mm, casts. Love that. And you could solidify a support base for a point of view before you ever start the meeting. That would be a smart way to yeah. do it. And look, guys, be willing to engage in this quietly and hone your skills before you become an executive so when you are an executive, you're already good at it. Yeah. I'd hate to be promoted to be an executive not having done this before and then suddenly realize you're not getting anything done because everybody else is doing this and you're not and you can't get anything pushed through the system. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and if you really want to get better at this, the ideal way is to know well everyone with whom oh. you are meeting regularly, right? That's, you know, build relationships. That's, I, was, I don't know how many times we've, we've said that. But. Yeah. I, I, uh, Wendy and I are talking about a career tools trinity or career tools basics to go along with the manager tools basics. And I said, look, the career tools is easy. Create results, build relationships, and, and do well in your transitions. Um, and as Wendy has said a thousand times, I've heard her say it over and over and over again, um, her most important cast ever is building a network. Right? Yeah. which is all about relationships. And this is the internal part of that network. If you really want to get better, the easiest way to do this is to know everyone well with whom you are in meetings regularly. It, this is basically the preemptive way, the proactive way to get more of what you want in the human organization, which is building relationships. And this it's funny. This goes back to our original cast eight years ago. Solution to a stalled technical, technical career. A technical guy going into a meeting with a bunch of marketing people, sitting there quietly, not sticking out his hand, not saying hello, not, not creating a relationship. It goes back to my work with you at MCI, right? The whole, I don't care what numbers you give these marketing guys, they want to like you. And they there don't, you go. dude, they don't like you guys. Um, shocking. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I, I wish it weren't so. I wish everything was about black and white and efficiency and numbers and rationality. But the fact is, life is not college. Life is not your major. Life is not your GPA. Life is not your resume. Life, not, not being college, is high school. Who knows you? Who do you know? Who likes you? Who do you like? Who do you hang out with? Who are your friends? And to put it more precisely, life is high school with money. And the more relationships you build, the better off you're going to be. Many of you are hearing this and you're saying, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. We respect that. It's not your natural tendency. At some point, you can't hear it from us. When the student is ready, the teacher appears and we're trying to teach you this, but you're not ready. And so you're blocking this out. And you know, five years ago, I probably would have hammered them. I'm not going to hammer you. I'm just going to say, guys, trust us. We're right on this. And someday you're going to learn it and you're going to think, Three years ago, Mark and Mike told me this, but I wasn't ready to hear it because when the student was ready. I wasted three years. Yeah. And it is all about relationships. And you need to learn to stick out your hand and say hello and build relationships across the organization. That's it. That's it, yeah. yeah. So look, know who's coming to a meeting. Know what's on the agenda for each agenda item. And, and let's start with the one or two or three most important ones. Ask yourself for each person who's coming, who wants what? And that will help you build your case or have a defense, or predict their behaviors in the meeting. And then start paying attention to whether you're right or not. It's okay to be wrong. A week ago, you didn't even know this technology existed. You were wrong a lot. Now you have a path to <laughs> move you, forward. Now you need the conscious right. incompetent. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you're, <laughs> exactly. Before, you're, everybody was in, unconsciously incompetent. Now, guys, you're consciously incompetent, and pretty soon you're going to go to conscious competence. And in a year or two, if you practice this, you're going to be unconsciously competent, and that is an executive 
level. There you skill. go. Yeah. You can guide. And by the way, the ultimate skill, of course, is building relationships. And, that, and if you do that, you don't have to predict anybody. You know everybody and you're going to be fine. Dudes, you can get better at getting what you need and what you want from meetings with just this simple stuff. Build more relationships. Pay attention to meetings, behaviors. Pre-wire stuff. And you know what? I hate to say it. You'll become a politician. I know that turns off some of you. It's like chewing on a lemon. Yeah, the good kind, though. Yeah, the kind who gets who gets things done by working well with everybody. Yeah, that's the kind who also gets promoted. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, my friend. Thanks. That my pleasure. Great. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>